Ashley, and we're coming at you live from Boston on a Monday night. Uh, not on a Monday night. Oh. <laughs> well, we were supposed to be recording two episodes yesterday. Yeah. But there was a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Some fortunate, some unfortunate. Yeah. Essentially, you know, we were going to host our couples episodes. We were going to record the couples episode yesterday. And... Mr. Matthew woke up with some stomach pains and ended up in the emergency room. So that was a little unfortunate. The fortunate event that came out of it is that he is fine. He will be okay. And by default, Ashley and I got tickets to the Boston Wine Expo. (laughs) How else would this play out? (laughs) Literally. So Courtney's over here. We decided to just do our episode that you listened to last week. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we'll just do this one, me and you. We finish up. She's like, would you and Joe want to go to, like, the wine expo? Obviously, Matt can't go now, but we have these tickets. And then I think you just, your wheels started turning. You're like, wait, actually, like, I could go, too. Maybe <laughs> you and I should just go, if Joe doesn't want to go. Yeah. Like, of course Joe doesn't want to go. It's me and you. So... Courtney and I go to the Boston Park Plaza for this wine expo. I don't even know. I've never heard of this before. Nope. I don't. I don't know what the target audience is. I don't know how you is. get tickets. I don't. We don't know. But are you supposed to be buyers of like wine and spirits? Maybe bars, restaurants, restaurant groups. I'm not sure. Well, what was very confusing to me is that it was like, or I guess I'll take it back for a second. We show up. Half of the venue is dedicated to wine, which makes sense. The other half was dedicated to spirits. And you just walked around as if you were at like a a career fair, if you will. Yes, very career fair vibes. And it's representatives of wines, but they weren't the winemakers themselves necessarily. No. It was people that worked for like larger brand wines, like Oyster Bay from New Zealand. Like shout they, out. they weren't from, yeah, shout out. What was it, Randolph or we something? We probably had a whole bottle of wine yeah. <laughs> just at that one table. Yeah, but essentially you just walk around to each table and you just have a wine glass and you sip. Yeah. So they give you a what? Did we bring those wine glasses home? I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I feel like we left them at the restaurant. That would be really sad. That would be super sad. You haven't seen them? No. No. Mm. Anyways, so you walk in and you get the... We're going to look for it after. <laughs> yeah. But you get this wine glass and you just basically take this glass around and they'll swish out your glass of wine. They have buckets of wine that you would like dump your excess in. Yeah. And they'll just give you tastings. And it's kind of funny. I don't know why I felt so superior because like we'd go up and they'd be like, well, this is this wine and you have to try this wine. And I don't know what they're trying to sell us on because like we're not buying wine. Right. I don't think unless we were supposed to do that. No, I think it's like brand recognition because they were like, oh, if you like this one, be sure to like take a photo of it. So you remember to get it next time you see it or whatever. Yeah. So any regardless, it was so much fun. So Court and I are just bopping around and then we're like, okay, we need to get hammered. We're getting hammered. So naturally we're gonna go to the liquor section, the spirits, Mm -hmm. if you will. Yep. Um where we may or may not have gotten like three potential new podcasts. <laughs> so we're turning, we're turning into an alcohol entrepreneurship show. If y'all didn't know, we met some really cool, like they were more small businesses. Like yeah. the spirit side was like people who made these amazing like canned cocktails or this 
natural vodka that has electrolytes in it. Like very yeah. like niche iterations of what we all know and love. And the founders of the companies were there themselves. So naturally I had my my hat on, my little business hat, my little networking hat. Literally. And I was like, well, you know, Ashley and I, we have this Boston-based podcast. Immediately their eyes like light up. And here, that, thank God we had a viral video that got us more followers on Instagram because how embarrassing. <laughs> we only have 300 followers. And they're like, they're like, oh my God, you have a podcast? Let me follow you. And it's like these two bitches on microphones in their living room who have 200 followers. No, like the FOMO, or not the FOMO, but like the nerves I had when he, this guy of the seltzer brand like p- pulls up our thing and I see him to start scrolling uh, and I'm like oh my god uh, please don't do this in front of me I'm uh. gonna like throw up <laughs> but then we found out there we had like double the amount of followers yeah which yeah. made me feel a little better for sure so I like, okay we're on top <laughs> are we so anyway so we look have out. something for the people yeah we do and we have a great audience that they would love to yeah. get in front of well it just it really made sense like that we found ourselves in conversations with some really cool people and they were selling to us, you know, yeah. like we were their demographic and we're like, 100%. well, if you're interested, they had some cool stories. Why don't you come on the pod? And it's yeah. a win-win for everybody. Yeah. So it was just, it was really fun to, I don't know, not get something out of the experience, but like, yeah, like we made yeah contacts. We did. And I just had so much fun bouncing around. I Court and I literally met this one peep, these one table we went out to like take a break and they came another table came up and approached us and was like we saw you guys talking to x like can i come show you our table and i was like yes you guys are those the good vibes that you can do both co-hosts put out into the world like the best (laughs) vibes no it was just fun and i think people think that we spend so much time together yeah and in reality, outside of the podcast, unfortunately, we don't no. because the podcast consumes so much of our lives and we're both busy individually. So when do we, we have these like that, moments, we have yeah. the best days of our lives. Literally the best. And it's like, wait, why don't we do that we more often? We need to do that more. There's just not enough time in the day. No, exactly. Which stinks. But when we do have it, it's like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is right. Some, this yeah. feels correct. There's something in the air. There is know? really something in the air. So long story short, we were there for an hour and 45 minutes, got absolutely hammered. I felt like we were there for three hours. I know. We were there till they had to kick us out. Yeah. And then we got an extra wine glass full to accompany us on the tour of Courtney's gym that we then decided. <laughs> Did you forget about that? Yes. So my gym was close to where the expo was. And I was like, Ashley, I've always wanted to show you my gym. You want to go? And so we did just that, and we hid our wine glasses in our coats, and we walked around the gym. The gym. Sipping wine. Sipping wine. Honestly, yeah. unacceptable, but in the moment, I was just having so much fun. Yep. And then we found ourselves walking to Newbury Street. <laughs> Newbury Street. Stopping to vlog along All the way. All along the way. We were watching videos before we sat down to Peeing ourselves this. laughing. It's, like, so cringeworthy. Courtney and I, oh, my God. I just... We're just telling the camera things that nobody's ever going to see. The, these videos are not going to no. supply today. <laughs> nobody's seeing them, but we're like, and then we got, like, just telling the details that, for why. For why. For why. For why. But for those laughs, I guess. Yes. For yeah. sure. <laughs> and thank God, because that filled, filled me in on some of my day, yeah. you know? Yeah. But we ended up walking to Facha Facha, which has been a Boston Record of the Week before on Newbury Street. It's really Street. so good. And we had 
unbelievable drinks and little appetizers. I tried caviar for the first time. Yeah. We, in our very drunk state, we decided to order mozzarella sticks with caviar on top. Elite. Honestly, so, so good. good. Like, so good. Oh, that's probably one of the best food rest like restaurants, period, in Boston. But that's it's good. just so expensive. Anyways, long story short, that's where we ended up. And then Angel Joe came and picked us up. Angel Joe. And then uh, nothing else got accomplished that day. Absolutely nothing. Half of my Monday was doing all the chores that I had planned on doing yesterday but didn't get to. (laughs) One thing I will say, though, day drinking is really elite. Oh, yes. Um, as As long as you're not planning to go out after. Because I went to bed at 9 p.m. last night. My head on the pillow lights out 9 p.m. Unreal. I got like 10 hours of sleep last night. Unreal. It was incredible. Yeah. And my experience is I passed out drunkenly. When I woke up, I was hungover from my little nap, which was perfect because I wasn't going to be hungover when I woke up this morning. Right. So then I just chugged water and ate food for a few hours before going back to bed for equally as long of a night's sleep. And that's something beautiful. It it is something beautiful. That is something beautiful. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's our story time. We were really excited to tell you guys that. Um, because we did something fun and spontaneous together, yeah, which rarely which ever happens. happens. You know, those are moments I wish I vlogged like the whole thing, so we could share it with you guys. So you could be there with us, guys. I don't know if y'all are daddy gang. But that makes me want to throw up. <laughs> I don't know if anyone listens to call her daddy, but um, one of her most recent episodes, Ashley sent to me. She's like, "You have to watch this." It was a vlog styled podcast episode, and like that is like the dream. Literally, so cool. And I- we could do that with like Spotify because yeah, we can upload it straight to there. But essentially, it was a YouTube video, but like. Half the Spotify. time she had like a mic. Yeah, exactly. Which was so cool. Exactly. And it, she was going around uh, Italy for fashion week. Yeah. She was in Milan. Mm-hmm. And she, granted, she had like a whole production crew and whatever. Yeah. But it just really felt like you were there. Like, I feel like she has yeah. similar vibes to us. And I don't know. I, I love her. She's yeah, so good. She's just good vibes all around. But I loved the vlog style rather no. than just sitting and watching somebody talk. Yep. Speaking it into know, existence, the, everybody. Yeah, it was really cool. So we're probably going to do something like that. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow, um, Boston Wreck of the Week would be the Wine Expo. <laughs> Look it up next year. It only happens once Don't a year. Don't miss it. <laughs> I think I have no a- idea how you fig- find out about it. But I know. No. Well, now we know it happens in March. Mm-hmm. It happens once a year. And I think it's around sixty dollars a person, and then you Which literally is honestly have, such a steal. And you have two hours to drink around the world, essentially. Yeah. And with that, shall we get into today's topic? Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up. I don't know how this one's gonna go. <laughs> so <laughs> Ashley and I were not planning on having a, a topic prepared for today. Yeah. Because you we were supposed to have the guys one, and so. We locked eyes on each other and we were like, what are we doing? <laughs> Approximately an hour and a half ago. Yep. But we think it's going to be a good one after we talked it out for a bit. Yeah. One thing about Court and I is we can really make anything work. Yeah. We started with nothing and now I'm like, oh, this is going to be quality. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you intro. So with that, 
Ashley and I's birthdays are around the corner. I think the week this is being released, it might actually be it's the week of my birthday. Week. Yeah. Um, and Ash is not too far behind, and we're both Wait, turning. Your, your birthday is literally a week from tomorrow, right? Isn't it on a it's, Tuesday? It's the 4th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a week from tomorrow. That's crazy. Why? I don't know what I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm so stressed. I hate gift giving. I just need your presence. That's all. <laughs> that's what everybody says. Uh, anyway, sorry. I just cut you <laughs> off. You're fine. But we're both turning 25 this year. Oh. And it's it's giving quarter life crisis. <laughs> it's absolutely giving quarter life crisis. But honestly, in the best in the best way. Yeah. I think 25 is such a prime age. It is. But sometimes you need reminders of why it's it's all good and dandy. Exactly. And so as we're thinking about our birthdays and just about life in general, I feel like a common theme right now has been people in funks. Yeah. And just like literally what is life? Like asking myself that every single day for the most part. And I think you have that kind of sentiment when birthdays are approaching in general. It's like you kind of reflect on what's happened in your life where you thought you were going to be, and then where you want to go forward. I think birthdays are a great time, even better than like a new year to reflect on life and your goals and what have you. Um, so today we just really wanted to talk about like how, what the fuck do we want to talk about? <laughs> the all, the all <laughs> <laughs> navigating your 20s oh, yeah. and the uncertainty That's around it. it. That's it. So we wanted to talk about, no, I'm fully losing my turn of thought as I'm speaking. I was, I started so strong. No, that was good. But no, it was specifically 25 is an age where you're not really a child anymore. You feel like a little, you're a, li- a little bit more legit. <laughs> stop talking i have one sentence i need to get out just one more (laughs) and we're back so 25 (laughs) it's an age where you kind of feel like you're a bit more legitimized and you kind of have a sense of who you are at least you're supposed to but then to a similar token you also feel so young at the same time and like you still have so much of your 20s to live out and so I think us specifically and hopefully a lot of you can relate to the fact that like it's okay to not know what is going on and it's okay for like dualities to coexist like you feel really good about yourself and who you are but then you also have this imposter syndrome and at the same time like you have no idea who you are and it differs depending on the day depending on the aspect of your life and so we just wanted to bring some light to that. Yeah, 100%. I just feel like 25, that age just embodies this uncertainty because you are smack dab in the middle of 20, which is so, so young in college. In the U.S., you can't even legally buy alcohol Literally between 30, which is like a whole new... I mean, that just seems so far away. Yeah. But then you're just right in the middle. And it's like, do I identify closer to 30, closer to 20? Both of those things seem so distant to where we are right now. So this episode is meant to remind you that nobody knows where they're supposed to be. You're not alone. I feel like some days, maybe you're listening to this on a day where you're like, 
what are these girls talking about? I am so confident in where I am. Like I'm on top of the world. But then literally the next day you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? I have no idea. Yeah. So this is just life and it's a roller coaster. And I think everyone just needs these little reminders. Yeah. That was really profound. Oh my God. Do you think? Yeah. Let's say that first sentence again. You said something. <laughs> you said. What, what did I say? You, you know said, the TikTok where it's like, what did I say? I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, guys, we're like having laughing fits throughout this. this I don't know why. Episode. It just feels. <laughs> I don't know. Because we don't know what we're talking about. And that's the point. That is the point. Honestly, look that's at that. That's the point. We that's don't know. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's profound, isn't it? <laughs> profound. Profound. But yeah, we've decided to segment the episode out, as we always do, into different topic areas of our lives to make it a little bit more digestible. And so the first So is... we broke it down into four sections. So first one is career. So by 25, you know, you're in college. Let's take it back. Yeah. And everyone's applying to get these internships and jobs and you graduate ideally with a job. And you're like, all right, I got this thing figured out. You're 22 years old. By 25 back then, you'd probably be like, oh, like I've been promoted. Like I know what I'm doing. Like in the beginning, it's all, oh, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try this out. I'm not really sure. But when you look at the age 25 from your freshly graduated viewpoint, you're like, oh, she should know what she's doing. Like. When, by the time I'm there, I should know where I want to go. And that is just simply not the case. I mean, both of us are actually still at the same companies. So, like, that's probably, yes, where I expected myself to be. Yeah. But is this what I'm going to be doing forever? I'm not really sure. Do I want to be a systems analyst for – is that my career path? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> the thought of going to any other company scares the heck out of me. I couldn't imagine interviewing again. I thought that I would feel a lot more confident in those skills by now. Yeah. No way. I still feel the same. I still feel lost some days. Some days I'm like, oh my God, I'm on top of the world. I love my job. I'm so good at this. Other days I feel like a complete imposter and I'm like, how did I even get here? Yeah. It sounds like you're in my brain because that's exactly what I would say. I think the only difference is I... I don't know. I don't think I ever intended on being a person to like job hop and like move to the next thing and the next thing. But what I'm realizing is like around this 25 year old mark, I think that's when people do it. Definitely. Especially our generation, like two to three years in, some people aren't really excited that they haven't been promoted or other people or have just like, all right, I've done it for two or three years. Like this is enough to have on my resume for me to start applying elsewhere, elsewhere without it looking like I was job hopping, if that makes sense. And I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily foresee that in my near future, but I think that's something that people are probably thinking about. I think it's very rare that you and I have been at the same company and love our companies and do whatever, but I'm starting to notice it like on LinkedIn people are like oh yeah. just just started this company or just just started the, or just got promoted or whatever and so me personally I can't believe we have a podcast so it's true. not a career yet but like yeah. it's certainly like on the road to becoming that for us which is so exciting which is so crazy and that kind of ties into another point in this whole career segment 
uh, we're at the point in our lives, especially in our generation, where half the time I'm like, should I still be in corporate America? Is it I'm so young, like you got to start now if you want to build something, if you want to work for yourself, if you want to start something like now's the time to do it so that you can set yourself up for your 30s. And it's like, I don't know, but I feel really stable at my nine to five and I really like it. And I think I want to do corporate America. But then I get in my head and I'm like, by the time I'm 35, am I going to look back and be like, oh, if only I started this earlier. And I just feel like there's so much pressure. But then at the same time, if our younger selves could see us now sitting on a mic, we'd be like, what? I know. We did that? I know. So maybe it's always a, I don't know. Something that I always need to remind myself is like, what you're experiencing now is only going to prepare you for whatever that next step is. So... And also in my nine to five job, I'm very fortunate because I've always vocalized. I I first see myself as being very like entrepreneurial in life and I have the opportunity to befriend and meet professionally a lot of entrepreneurs in my role and everyone is like in their thirties. Like they don't make this like huge career shift until whatever, because they had experienced so much and they've navigated their twenties to the point where they needed to, in order for them to make a change. So I don't think there's ever a certain time where you need to do something. I think society puts a lot of pressure on it, but you just need to view your current experiences, whether it's corporate America, whether it's you being out on your own is just like, at this point, it's a time to absorb as much as you can so that you can just make what you want of that information and those experiences the more you live life. Totally. And I also think that if you're so in your head about what should I be doing? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? I think as long as you feel like you're learning something mm-hmm. and you're growing and you're not just super complacent yeah. and like comfortable with where you're at then I think you're in a great place. Yeah. But the second you start to feel a little bit too comfortable, like you could be doing more, like you you have more to learn, um, more opportunity elsewhere, yeah. then maybe like that's a sign you should switch it up. But I think a lot of the time the grass is always greener, especially in this whole work for yourself, work for corporate America, start a side hustle. Like you never really know. Everything's a lot of work and there's pros and cons oh to God, everything. Yeah. So as long as you're pretty happy and you're learning and you're growing – you're in a good place and we all feel like this yeah I liked that like wording that you used because I had just listened to a podcast recently about feeling stuck in a job or feeling like you can't like you're not being challenged enough or that you have a boss that's putting you down or not allowing you to grow it's like you you're gonna know when you're stuck or when you're not feeling challenged or that you're ready for something new it's probably going to come in like subtle hints and then one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be like I need something different and I think in career specifically it it's very terrifying because when you feel like you're ready for something different it's not at your fingertips it's something that you have to work for and it's something that you need to once again put yourself out there and start interviewing and start meeting people and I think when you get to the point where you like start interviewing again like at least me the thought of interviewing it's like if I'm looking at job descriptions and I'm like do I even have these skills or these Mm -hmm. like the can I bring something valuable to the team or to the position and it puts you back into that college mindset even though you're a 25 year old fully 
amazing human being yeah. who has had X amount of experiences. It kind of instills that imposter syndrome. 100%. And it's scary. It's a whole new, like, potential chapter that's being opened. Exactly. Watching Joe go through that whole thing made me want to. Yeah. <laughs> We're back with a wardrobe change. <laughs> if you recognize this hat, you're an OG. All right. So I think that rounds out career. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that was relatable. <laughs> I can't tell if we're just like ranting. I think which we, we are, are the best way. <laughs> okay. I Yeah. I feel like it's relatable. It is. That's the point. Ooh, my toes are all over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And next category. We have social. I feel like this one really hits me hard. I definitely does. I may or may not have had a breakdown in front of Courtney and Camila after a drunk night out. They were so nice and walked me home and I don't know what hit me. It's just like March, all March hit you. March hit me like a truck, <laughs> like a truck. But I just broke down. I was in tears and all because from what I recall, I, could I had <laughs> so much fun that night, like going out at a bar. We went to Club Cafe, this gay bar down the street. There was like DJ vibes, like ravey vibes. And if you know me, from back in college, I feel like maybe this would bring you back. But essentially, I definitely resonated more with like the party girl wanting to go out and be social and go out every night. Like if any of our roommates tried to stay in, I'd be like, let's go. You're yeah. coming out like we're having a great night. Yeah. And now <laughs> I feel like I kind of flipped a switch. I've talked about this before, but I tend to be a little more introverted. I drink maybe like once or go out drinking like once a week, maybe. Um, I have no problem saying no to plans. But that night specifically, I was like, wait, am I just like telling, am I making up this narrative that I actually don't like to go out? Because I would have never come here. Like, I don't know. I just wouldn't have gone there usually, like on my regular weekend plans. But, like, I had so much fun. Yeah. And I'm like, do I identify with that more? Am I just making up this narrative that I'm like a, health and wellness girly is that really what I value is that really what I resonate with I just don't know well the whole point is you can do both you know absolutely but I understand the more comfortable you get saying no to plans or just being home and you are the way that you are and you're I think you resonate with the health wellness like reading a book watching a movie like spending time with joe at home like because you actually enjoy those things right so the more that you don't do something like going out on a friday night the easier it's going to be to say no to because it becomes this like foreign concept in your mind it's so true and it it's it can work both ways like if you are someone who goes out like every single day or like multiple times a week they're going to feel how you're feeling about going out in this moment about staying in and doing something productive for themselves or like That's being true. healthy. Then you're like, oh, I have FOMO. I'm so boring. Why would I stay in? Like, exactly. I have to go out. Exactly. And it's just, it's such a balance of the two. And also just like there's guilt on both sides, I feel. Mm-hmm. I think I've always, I don't know if I've always, I've definitely was like a, party person I'm certainly yeah. not that way anymore um and I have fun but honestly a lot of the times when I go out I'm like I'd rather be home. I'd rather be home I don't yeah. feel like that all the time I it definitely depends on the environment that I'm in like yeah. if I'm in a bar 
in Southie and I'm running into people that I haven't seen in years and I ha- I'm being forced to make small talk with people and I'm being trampled on. I'm being hit on by drunk, stupid, short kings. I am going to – I was trying to think of a nice word for just annoying men, but that's the best I could do. That's okay. Um, then, yeah, that's not going to be my cup of tea. But now my ideal night out is getting – a group of friends that I could actually like hold a conversation with that I actually really care about and going to a place like club cafe and like having fun in that group of people or going to like a speakeasy or like an intimate restaurant. We could get like a table in the corner and having drinks and, and good vibes and thoughtful conversation and also have fun music in the background that we could bop around to. Yeah. So it just looks different. I think as you get older and It's okay for you to maybe one week feel like, oh my God, I need to go out. I need to have fun with my friends. Then another week for you to literally revert back into your shell and not say anything to anybody. Exactly. (laughs) Not see the light. Cannot be contacted. Yeah. And I think I just wanted to bring this up because it is so important to know that like it is totally okay to want both of those things. There's one day I feel so strongly about staying in. And then the next day I could literally be like, oh, my God, I just had the time of my life at a wine expo. Yeah. On a Sunday. Exactly. It's supposed to be my ritual day where I don't touch alcohol. You know, it just everything's okay in moderation. And as long as it's what you want in the moment, then that's great. You should just act on it. But then the other thing socially that I wanted to say is I feel like I've also been battling like I want to make new friends. I want to meet new people. But then half the time, I can't even, I don't even have the social battery to catch up with the people in my small circle of friends that I do have. Sometimes that feels like more than enough, almost too much. Yeah. And then other times I'm like, oh my God, I have nobody. It's like, well, that's not true. Yeah. (laughs) Those are like two such extremes and you feel both ends with the same amount of people. So it's, it's also really hard. (laughs) I know. I also think in this social space or topic it's interesting because every person in your life is experiencing these dichotomies at different points in their lives so for example like I always have guilt if I decide to not go out with like my roommates that are going out but it's like I was just traveling and I was just this and that and like as much as I would love to go out and spend time with them specifically like that's just not what I can particularly do and then maybe tomorrow night I'm super excited to go out but now they want to do a puzzle like you know what I mean like that's this is just like one example but you are also like navigating this in reference to other people's and it feels weird if you're you say no to your best friend doing something just because you need to protect your peace yeah But I think this entire era of our lives is all about protecting our peace. Yeah. And whether it's career, social, relationship, whatever it is, like whatever you need in that moment is the right thing that you should be doing. A thousand percent. Okay. So I think that's all we wanted to say about social. Just basically balancing friendships and spending time alone, going out, staying in. Are we extroverts? Are we introverts? Yeah. Who knows? We're all a little mixture of both and we could be something one day and something totally different the next. But our next one is relationships. And when we say relationships, we're talking about dating, Joe, our boys, our romantic life. Isn't it scary to think that I may have met my future husband? Like, I might be living currently with my future husband. Yeah. 
that's so scary. The father of my babies one day could be in the other room right there. I don't know. Like, that seems <laughs> a little far-fetched to me. But also, it's not that unrealistic. 25 is, like, I used to date men in college. And I used to be like, yeah, we're totally going to get married. <laughs> like, knowing deep down, like, that, there's just simply no way. But being at the ripe age of 25, it's really a hit or miss. I could listen back to this podcast in five years and literally be laughing at what I'm saying right now. Ha, 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 you thought you were going to marry him? No (laughs) way, girl. No way, Jose. But, like, also, you'd be like, yeah, duh, we knew that. Of course that's going to happen. So we're just at such an interesting age where there's people popping out babies and getting married and engaged. Two of my coworkers are engaged right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? that's crazy and then other people just got out of a seven-year relationship and are happily living their single life yeah so I don't know it's just I I don't know I know I'm in an interesting situation because if y'all didn't know Matt is a a bit older so his friends and his siblings and everyone that I'm surrounded with from his side is married as babies or is pregnant or we're going to weddings this summer for them. And so it's interesting to me. I will say what's really special about our relationship, and I think this is an indicator of just a healthy relationship regardless, is like just because he's older doesn't mean that our timeline needs to be expedited. And I've never once felt pressured to kind of grow up faster yeah but I will say I've I've always been a bit more mature for my age I've always whenever I meet people they think I'm at least like 28 and I'm like 24 and I feel like it's been that way for a few years so it doesn't really like it doesn't change much but I also think from maybe some of my friends or my external people they're like oh my goodness like is Like, I never want – I kind of find myself thinking about this all the time. It's like, I don't want people to think that I'm being rushed when actually this is just, like, my life that I – this is the pace that I'm pursuing, although it could be perceived differently because I'm dating, like, an older man, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And it's also interesting because, I mean, luckily Matt is someone that can, like, get along with anybody and, like, have a good time. But at the beginning of the relationship, I was like – I don't know if I could bring this like old man around like my friends listening to this. But he's not old. Like this is no, like he's not. And these are no, all things I vocalize to him. Yeah. It's like dating an older man just brings on self-inflicted problems. It's like yeah. I was very insecure in, in the beginning of our relationship. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but you know what? We're on besties here. <laughs> Open and vulnerable. I remember being on our like third date and I was getting a little a little drunk for sure and I remember like asking him like do you think that people look at us differently because like I am younger like does it does it look like there's <laughs> I think that's fucking crazy that you said that because yeah. I don't I look at you guys and it doesn't yeah look but it, it was just weird. an insecurity because I he was the oldest man I had ever dated yeah, yeah. and I didn't know his age when he went on a first date that wouldn't yeah. have changed anything but like I just that was just something I was hung up on for a while. Yeah. It's like, what are other people going to think? Even though we don't look like he's yeah. an old man, you know what Not I mean? Not at all. Yeah. So 
that whole that just like brought a whole other set of problems in my yeah. life but it all self-inflicted mm-hmm. like am I going too fast because he's a bit more financially set up like am I n- not spending enough time with my friends that are like going out and having so much fun but like their version of fun is no longer my version of fun yeah so there's just I don't even know where I'm going with this but it's just, yeah, the uncertainty of, like, oh, my God, am I doing this right? Uh, yeah. Joe and I faced this huge dilemma because we were ready to move in together, we thought. We had talked about it for a while. We're like, all right, is this, like, the right choice? I had so much anxiety leading up, like, that month into us moving in together in September. And I was like, this is either going to be the best decision I make or it's going to go up in flames and we're going to absolutely hate, absolutely hate living together. And the reality of the situation is you're never really going to know until you try and stop asking for other people's opinions. Just talk about it with your partner. And it's like, listen, we're going to try it out. We were, we had so many honest conversations and we were both on the same page. We were like, does this mean like we're going to get married? Like, like get engaged. Like for some reason moving in together does feel like such a step down that road. Cause like it kind of is in a way. And that's what we were both getting in our head. Cause we were both like, I don't really know. Like we yeah. can't tell the future. All yeah. we know is how we feel right now. And I'm just so thankful. I didn't let my family, like external people be like, it's too soon. Don't yeah. rush it. Like I did what we thought was the best move and it's, I could not be happier. And I'm like, Oh, there was no reason to yeah. stress about it. Like Once again, however you're feeling in the moment, if that's what you want and it feels right, you're never going to regret a decision or wish you did something else or, oh, but it could have been like this. You can talk about that all day, but in the moment, it's like what you wanted. Yeah. I think that's a key takeaway. It's just, I think when you start dating someone, no matter what it is, it's so weird. It's like this person that you had just met now becomes like a part an extension of who you are and the person that you do life with, which is so beautiful. But at the same time, like the rest of your world is like watching maybe you no longer be a part of their world. Mm -hmm. And so what you said before, just like really knowing who you are and being confident in the relationship and the partnership that you have and having open communication and also like being communicative like with the people in your life to be like because I remember like you had sat me down at one point and you were like yo you're kind of moving fast like are you sure this is like this is it and it's like yeah (laughs) this is it and so I think it's interesting that everyone's on their own timeline and like things just change as you meet other people and other people come into your life but just just try to stay true to you and what you want exactly Nobody knows these relationship things. No. no, Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So, Next. yeah. That's all we got with that one. <laughs> with every segment, I'm like, and I'm unsettled. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't make me feel that any better. <laughs> so maybe next episode, we bring a therapist on that can actually walk us through these problems instead of us just sharing them and vocalizing you know them into the world. Okay, our last section oh, we are is, on the last already. Yeah. Mental. <laughs> mental health. Mental health. <laughs> mentally. How you doing mentally? Um, so this is kind of Unwell. just us. <laughs> 
not <laughs> doing great. We're going to just summarize pretty much everything that we just said, but not only are we talking about relationships and being social and your career, but kind of like your core beliefs and values. So when we were talking about this episode, I was like, Courtney, like, what are your, you were actually pretty good. I was like, what are your core values? And you're like, oh, like you were rattling them off. Half these days, I'm like, what do I believe in? (laughs) Am I religious? I don't know. What do I want (laughs) to stand for? Like, what are my values? Like, what are my core values? What are, who do I want to align with? And half the time I just, I just don't know. Take a shot every time I say I don't know in this episode. (laughs) But I just, I think your 20s is a time to be figuring all of this out and you don't need to know all the answers. And I think you can play around with different things. You can be religious one day and not be religious. I don't know where religion came from. Yeah, you're like the least religious person. Well, I said beliefs. (laughs) I said beliefs. And I was like, what do I believe in? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I need to find religion. But mm. you can the stars or the crystals. <laughs> I think you believe I, in crystals. I think I'm more spiritual than religious. Yeah. Like my religion is more like in the universe as woo woo as that sounds. Yeah. I feel like that's where I, I find the most peace. Yeah. And I just think it's, it's so, it's a roller coaster. Like as cliche as that is, it's just, you feel something one day, you feel something else the next day. And I think that's what's so unsettling because you get in your head and you're like, but you like cause your own confusion and like you create your own problems by thinking, whereas you should just be and like accept that this point in your life is the time that you probably have the least amount of responsibility, the least amount of like financial burden in the sense that you don't have a family to take care of Hopefully you don't have like too many expenses or loans to be paying off. And it's a time for you to just figure out what you want your next however many years of life to look like and like constantly balancing the having fun and doing what I want in the moment while also trying to set yourself up for success. I think that's the hardest thing too. We were talking about this earlier. Like in your 20s, you said that we're at like a fork in the middle of the road. You can either still live out your fun college, irresponsible, like just living life, vibing, or you could be like prepping for this next phase of life in your 30s and all the more to come. And you need to balance. You need to do both. Otherwise, I've I've met a lot of people that in hindsight are like, damn, I kind of wish I wasn't drunk on a park bench on Sundays for most of my 20s. Yeah. Are the memories worth it? Yes. But maybe if they have the memories of they weren't <laughs> parting their faces away the whole time. But it's just a constant battle. It and is, I think because I then think, you hear the other side and it's like, oh, you don't need to be working that hard. Like, I wish I I enjoyed yeah. myself more and didn't, you know, took the trip on the weekend and went out with my friends while they were still around and lived in my area and didn't have families to take care of. Yeah, it is just again, you got to do both. But that's just as you were saying, all of that um, just kind of hit me that it doesn't really at the end of the day, yeah, okay, we're all working towards these goals. That's all great. Maybe I become a religious person. I'm like, ah, oh, I should have found it back then. But it's like you kind of have to fall in love with the journey exactly. of not knowing, of figuring out who you are, what you believe in, what your core values are, 
who you want to be today and maybe who you're going to be tomorrow. But I think as long as you're having fun and you're just enjoying the journey of the whole thing, that's kind of the beauty of life. I also think that we all just need to stop like thinking about it so much. Yeah. It's like just be, just do how you're feeling. Stop thinking about what other people are going to be thinking of you or what society tells me I need to be right now or what I thought I was going to be five, ten years ago. It's like just be confident in where you are and like where you're headed and try when these thoughts come in about what I should be doing and oh my God, but I'm not who I was yesterday. It's like turn it off. We said it in the last episode that we're going to be naming our alter egos and these like little devils on our shoulder that pop into our head every once in a while. I think that practice of separating yourself from the expectation I think can really help you just be more present and live how you want to live and with that I don't think you'll have any regrets when you live your life to then look back because it's like totally. whatever <laughs> it yeah. ain't that deep nothing is ever that deep nothing the motto of you can do both is it ain't that deep <laughs> who do we think we are literally I imagine people take our advice imagine Listen, we have been getting a lot of feedback as of recent that we're relatable, you know, and that's the whole point of this. Mm -hmm. For those who are new to the show, welcome. We love you. We said this last episode, too, but we really started this podcast because we didn't listen to anyone that we could directly relate to. Every podcaster is someone that we we looked up to or that we aspired to be at one point, but no one was getting on a mic and talking about their corporate nine to five struggles or literally how the world you navigate your twenties. Everyone that we were listening to is people that were influencers that were podcasting as their full-time job. And at the end of the day, how relatable can that actually be? Yeah, it's hard. Or they're like interviewing these entrepreneurs about X, Y, and Z and their 5 a.m. morning routine and traveling the world and how you built this. And it's like, well, that's not me. <laughs> Inspiring, <laughs> can really Terrifying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hoping that this episode provided that for you. So in our final few minutes, we wanted to wrap up with um, – our birthday plans a lighter yeah. note and just like the essence of birthdays in general we alluded to it at the beginning that's how we thought of the topic episode or the topic for the episode but at the end of the day birthday should be celebrated however you want to celebrate it once again not thinking about oh I have to invite this person or whatever it's like if you want to have a very intimate gathering at your home and invite four of your closest people in your life do that if you want to rent an Airbnb and invite 20 of your friends that you've met at some point in your life then do that (laughs) aka Courtney aka me but it's a celebration of life man like it's worth celebrating whether you're turning 29 or 25 or 42 I don't think that's a particularly demographic but (laughs) yeah but it's just I don't know don't think about it too much I feel like everything after 21 it's like oh my god I'm getting old oh my god I'm getting old oh there's more pressure I'm getting closer to this age that I've made up in my head and while we did just say all those things oh because we're 25 we feel like we should be here yeah don't forget that it's another year of you on this planet and you enjoying this life and it's so beautiful I feel like I so used to not be a birthday person yeah and then in the past year or two I've just been like wow birthdays are such a fun little 
moment of literally just celebrating life. Yeah. So happy birthday, Courtney. Happy future birthday, Ashley. <laughs> I know. Mine's like literally still kind of A month away. away. More than yeah, that. So more to come on that. But we're officially in Aries season. Thank so God. Thank the God. The air is feeling lighter. <laughs> no, literally for last episode, we were like, why is March like such a slumpy month? Like, why is everybody in a funk? And we're like, it's got to be because it's like the Pisces, you know, yeah. like you're in your feels. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, you know what? But now it's Aries and I did feel that yeah, switch. I, d- I felt it in the air. Imagine <laughs> being a fly on the wall and just listening to our, well, actually, you are all the flies <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> Anyways, we have to go. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I feel good. Yeah, I'm feeling lighter. Yeah, I feel like I just dumped all of my problems onto you guys. <laughs> so hopefully you also dumped yours. Like, you know, we're yeah. taking out the trash together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our episode's trash, Ashley? Is that what you just said? No, I meant like we're dumping yeah. all those feelings. Like we're yes. going to take out your trash and I just dumped my trash. It made sense in the head. Enough of the trash analogies. I get where you're going. Yeah. But we love you. Happy drop day. Happy Thursday if you're listening on drop day. And thanks for being here as usual. Love you. Bye. Bye.